Sheep. Recorded live. What an exciting day. She's back. The Empress of Biz herself on her triumphant return from a safari to encourage small business and actually big business uh, in the United States and create jobs and raise money for small business owners. Having already raised over $40 million in capital and difficult loans, she has become known as the go-to person. When you're starting a new business, when you're expanding it, where you're in trouble, whatever you need to know, the Empress knows. And here she is, Joanne. Oh, well, good morning, and thank you, uh, Techno Granny, for that great introduction. Yes, we are back. We've been traveling. We've been doing a lot of things revolving around money, from South Dakota to here in Pittsburgh. And the interesting thing is that the money is flowing, folks, and if this is the time you are planning to expand, then this is the time to start doing all the paperwork and the plans and the position that you need to do to grow your business. So we're back. Uh, Later on, we're going to be talking a lot more about that in one of our shows. Uh, Today is um, Preparation Day. We have celebrated our 40th year in business, and my my producer and world-known, internationally famous, universal-known techno-granny friend and producer suggested that we do a -a talk-a-thon. Four hours of talking, which is going to happen on February 19th from 10 to 2 p.m. And even the Empress of this cannot talk that long, I can guarantee you. So Techno Granny is going to be on with me. Plus, we're going to have lots of different guests and people sharing their memories and uh, additional resources that you should know about because I'm learning, you know, when you're out in South Dakota, there's this one big city, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and then there is the rest of South Dakota. Ten percent of the state's population, or a little bit more, is in <laughs> Sioux Falls. So the rest of it is rural. Lots and lots of prairie. Beautiful state, but it is prairie, folks. So we've learned about the prairie? USDA. And- Prairie, P R A R I E. Oh yeah, like and where the buffalo roam and the uh, wild geese. The low prairie. Yeah, the buffalo roam. Okay, all right. <laughs> so it, it is. Um, it's um, like I say, Sioux Falls is a hopping town. It's almost 170,000. The population of. <laughs> Of the state of South Dakota is under a million, so almost 15%, well, 15% uh, of the population is in Sioux Falls. And that that town likes to party. I have never seen a town where people are just out continuously eating. And they tell me, you know, we go out during the spring, summer, winter, and fall because there's nothing else to do. When the wind comes and the snow blows, and last week it was 35 degrees below zero. And <laughs> uh, so I can understand why they're out during the summer, spring, and fall. So, and I hear they're still hardy and still manage to get out during the winter. So <laughs> we're back. So glad to be back. Yeah, but we don't have as much snow as they. We don't have as much snow. We don't have as much snow as they do here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So we're in good shape. <laughs> so Joe, um, we're going to turn the tapes on you a little bit today. And talk about your humble beginnings. Forty years in business. You were five when you started, right? Most definitely. I think it was three. 
Oh, oh, oh you, you were a child prodigy. I mean, oh, yeah. very early. Absolutely. Very early. <laughs> so, yes. um, so you obviously had jobs before that, okay? And uh, and what made you decide to go into business for yourself? I'm a lousy employee. How about that? Um, uh, I'm, I know. I meet you. I'm employment impaired. <laughs> yes. So not, you know, I'm just lousy. I'll, I'm a hard worker, but you know, someone telling me what to do all the time and having uh, just doesn't fit well. Um, started in uh, late 1975 because I met two gentlemen that a special training program that I was in. Um, and there was a to-do training to work with um, assertiveness training, stress management, uh, counseling. And these two gentlemen were um, well-connected, and uh, especially the one was manager of Allegheny Ludlam Steel um, Human Relations Department. And at that time, Allegheny Ludlam Steel was um, concerned about the lack of um, their affirmative action program and they wanted to start something to um, to prepare women to take management roles or to even move into the shop floor where they made very good wages, uh, but they knew that they would be facing uh, difficulties as they moved in there. So we started our business with one of our partners having tremendous connections with a major, major company. And... I was involved for five years, and so was my business partner, James W. Martin, in uh, working and training with Allegheny Ludlam Steel. We also worked with Busy Beaver because, again, of certain connections. We worked with Transmissions by Lucille. We did a lot of human relations development courses, stress management, uh, assertiveness training for uh, women and men, preparation for women to move into management, and as difficult as it is today, women are in numbers a great deal more today in management than they were then. That was the time when started out, but when women were just starting to go to work in the steel mills and the coal mines. I remember when I, when I quit college the first time, I'm a several-time dropout, but when I quit college the first time, my dad said, what are you going to do now? And I said, oh, I don't know, I'll get a job. He said, you can go to work in the mine with me. I said, okay, Dad, when I put windows on that mine, I'll be right down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but but, uh, but you know, is that when you wrote your book, uh, the David and Goliath workbook? Is that as a result of uh, doing that work? No, that came later on. Um, we had a marketing firm, which uh, Jay Creative Marketing, and was working with a, a very talented graphic artist, Donna Rotman of DNR Graphics and Design. And Donna and I had met each other through the. Greater Pittsburgh chapter of the National Association of Women Business Owners. And Donna and I hit it off very well. She was a beautiful little petite blonde, the nicest person I've ever met. And uh, I have a lot of ideas. I can talk well. I can present well. I, I have pictures in my head, but there is no way that I can get those pictures out of my head on paper. And when I would talk, Donna, Donna would start sketching and come back and say, is this what you want? And I'd go, well, yeah. It was just like she had just, God forbid, looked look inside, picked out the photograph, and, and not only did it, but enhanced it. So we found that we worked very well. 
And the David versus Goliath uh, workbook was a collaboration of Donna and I. And we had, I had a marketing firm uh, besides SI Business Associates for a number of years. And then unfortunately, um, and, and this was tragic because Donna's this wonderful, talented graphic designer, and and she achieved, she um, she achieved many. She won awards and and uh, had a very loyal uh, customer base. But she um, uh, got Parkinson, and it. Um, I mean, for someone who could draw, and it was one of the saddest things I saw because her hands and her really were dramatically uh, impacted. So we did close the firm down. Um, and I often, um, ah, she was a lovely person. It just uh, was one of the saddest things that um, I had, uh, you know, someone so talented couldn't express that talent. Her daughter did eventually move into the firm, and it ran for a number of years. I believe it's, it's um, closed now. But uh, David versus Goliath Workbook came out of her our collaboration, and um, we have updated a number of times. I've updated a number of times, and I've used it for uh, classes. And, you know, what's amazing, and you've been a good inspiration for that, is that we started in 75. Who heard of social media? Who heard of the Internet? Who heard of Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, you know, Google, Giggle, all of them? They were there. You have been you've been so amazing. I remember doing the first uh, – we did a thing um, uh, on social media, oh, up north someplace, in uh, for Nabo, and I remember you all sitting in the front row, and uh, the, the president at the time, Deborah Mason, said to me, "Boy, everybody wants to know what you're what you're saying. You better be good." And and I was talking, I was talking about blogging and and pimping out your blog. People were looking like they thought I was swearing, and but you just dove right in. You said, "Man, I'm I'm, I'm going to learn this." I'm going to learn this. I'm going to do it, and uh, it, it's it, it, it's a. <coughs> I think it is a, um, uh, a a tribute to you that you have always uh, espoused new things and moved in the direction that you saw trends going. So uh, whether you knew how to do it or not, you just got in there and you know so screwed it up sometimes. But look, now here is five years later, and you have a successful podcast. Right, and I actually I want to give more um, some of that credit, a large part of it, for the dragging us into the computer age. My business partner James W. Martin, uh, Jim is um, now semi-retired but still active in the business. I'm now ahead uh, of it, but his advice and uh, his um, his enthusiasm. His uh, insight into draw, dragging us into the computer age, I mean, uh, we had our first computer in 1980, I believe, and I was going, who needs it? And he says, we do. And so Did it have an 8-inch screen? Was it a compact with an 8-inch screen that looked like a little miniature TV set? <laughs> it was a K-Pro, and it had uh, like a 10-inch screen. Whoa. And it had a green screen. Uh, to this day, oh, I miss God, that I green, screen. the green screen. The green screens with the white letters on it with the type of, oh, God. <laughs> yes, yes. And because of, you know, because of him, he just insisted that um, we we move into this age. And then in the early 80s, you know, in, in, in the 80s, we started to go through an economic bloodbath here in Pittsburgh. I mean, people talk about the... 
uh, recession here, the Great Recession, while we had the greatest recession here in Pittsburgh in the 80s, and while a lot of other consulting firms went under because of our 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 switch again to his guidance of okay we need to concentrate on small business we know he has good insight we know we're going to run into problems a lot of these large companies are going to stop doing the human relations um type thing and just call it fluff and who needs that and we saw that we you know hey you're lucky to have a job we'll treat you the way you want you just keep on working and do what we say and that was a, a major problem and uh, we saw that. We saw that happen. We focused on small business. Okay. And so, that's so let what... me get this straight. Okay. But business consultant, uh, human relations, uh, marketing, um, and then um, as you work uh, a cons- business consultant, um, geez, Joe, what have you not done? You were in construction for a while? Uh, we have been in construction because Jim comes from a um, – third generation, fourth um, construction family. Their business started in uh, like 1908. And uh, that family was has been in um, heating, contracting, roofing, re, um, cutting trees down, doing uh, sheet metal for a long time. So he brought a background of construction to him. Um, my family, my dad's side were into trucking, uh, my mother's side were into retail, so come from a strong entrepreneurial background with a lot of experience. And my first uh, retail establishment <laughs> was selling Kool-Aid on the street when I was 10 years old. And uh, my best customer, I always knew at the end of the day, if I hadn't sold sold it all, my dad would come home really thirsty, and he'd buy that dollar's worth of <laughs> what leftover Kool-Aid. <laughs> You know what's why I see kids out there selling Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid uh, across the street. You know what? And uh, um, uh, my husband, my late husband, used to say, "The game never uh, changes, just the players." Because there are those young entrepreneurs out there selling the Kool-Aid, and and, uh, and of course, your mom's right behind them now. Uh, we had one the other day in, uh, on a street down uh, here in, uh, where I live, and. And I was like right on the street there, and I said, "Oh my goodness, that little girl's out there selling Kool-Aid, and people are stopping by and and truck cars, and they can just grab her." And 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 uh, and my nephew Josh said, "No, no, mom's right there. <laughs> Do you see mom yeah. on the steps? Mom's right there on the steps, with her watchful eye." You know, so things have a little change in that direction, but good for kids to learn. Uh, oh well, heck, my business partner had an egg route when he was ten years old. His dad went and said. Guess what I got for you? And came home and I've got chickens and I've got an egg route for you. So can we, <laughs> so say, can we say without getting in trouble uh, how old your business partner is? Because I think it's amazing. My business partner, James W. Martin, is 91 years young. Uh, sharp mind, uh, enthusiastic, loves to solve business problems, uh, has an accumulated wisdom that uh, it's just amazing. And even now, after uh, being in business 40 years, uh, the man just never stops looking at something else. What you know? What's going on? What's uh, what's new? Um, young people love to talk to him because when they, you know, they hear him and his experiences, uh, it's like, wow, opens a, a amazing door and portal to them of information. And the guy's still with it, you know? I mean, And he's a, a World War II 
veteran? World War II tank commander. Tank commander. And still a tank commander. Oh, uh, yes, we know. And uh, you <laughs> know, my nephew Josh is doing some remodeling with him, and he came home after the first day, and he said, man, what a great boss he is. And he is he's so clear with directions, and he is like a really smart man who knows so much. He said, I'm learning so much from him. You know, for a millennial to say that about an older person is a pretty good uh, um, third-party validation of what you're talking about. That's most certainly. So uh, we are. I'm very proud to be associated with him, and we're also working with his grandson, who is has his PhD. Um, Josh Martin Wells has his PhD in nuclear physics. I mean, these guys aren't dumb. And uh, Jim's son, uh, Cliff. Is a uh, has his PhD in uh, laser physics. So um, he is actually one of the people that developed the um, operation that works on your eyes that uh, removes cataracts and that. So these guys are smart. So it's been very interesting being associated with them and being part of the uh, overall growth and extended family. Uh, Surround yourself with good people, smart people, and, and they are. They keep they keep me stepping. I might be jumping I mean, ahead of this, but you know what? One of the things that I that one of the reasons that I got to know Joanne is Joanne has been involved with the National Association of Women Business Owners since it started here, since its inception as the fifth oldest chapter here in Pittsburgh, and they're, they're celebrating now their forty year anniversary. And and Joe. Um, I don't think that NABO, Greater Pittsburgh here in, in Pittsburgh, would have survived without you. You're a five-time past president. You've been on the board, of course, like me, a lot longer than I have. You've been involved with the national organization. And uh, you actually, didn't you, one of your awards is as a small business, uh, a women's business advocate. Was that one of them? And small, and a small business advocate? you got so many, um, of them, we can't keep up with them. <laughs> <laughs> I I was fortunate to be nominated and won twice um, in 1989 and in the year 2000 for the Small Business Administration for Woman Business Advocate for Pennsylvania. So um, that uh, NABA has been a, a great organization for me. It's an organization that um, I invite women to join. Uh, from startup to well-established, if you're well-established, you still need NABO because there are so many different things happening in Washington, D.C., and at your state capital and locally, legislation, opportunities uh, that you need to know about. The legislation often impacts your ba- bottom line, not the way you want it. The opportunities can impact your bottom line by being uh, involved in working with government, but you have to be careful when you're working, whether it's state, local, or national government. You know the rules and regulations, and you know the people, and then you make sure that um, you're doing everything correct. So NABO's been a, a, a great resource for me. I have met um, many um, inspirational women. That's, you know, you and I have worked through NABO, we have had That's great how friends. we met, Joe, and I don't know if right. you remember, um, mm. you and um, uh, Renee Dinochet Farrell, who was the uh, president at the time, were at speaking at, I think it might have been the Entrepreneur's Growth Conference, but I'm not sure. <clears throat> and I walked up, and, and you were talking about NABA. Well, you talked me into joining. And then after uh, um, 
but uh, and I did join. But one of the things I just I was reading a book that said interview people, successful people, and uh, ask them if you can interview them. They'll be flattered, and you'll learn a lot. And so I said to you, you know, I've been watching your career because I'd known about you, but I, we had not really spoken a lot. And, and I said, I'd like to interview you. Can I? Can I? I'd like to just sit down and interview. I didn't even have a show yet, but it was my way of finding out about you. And you said, me? I said, yeah, I'd, I'd like to talk to you and find out about your success and how you got there. And you were like, sure. And that's how we, that's how we got to know each other then. And to tell, the sto- to tell the story, so we, you know, we're both single at the time and and uh where where she joanne said why don't you let's go do this this oh joe i can't i said i had the limousine business at the time and i said I, I just can't do it i i i i i put gas in the car in the, in the limos and i paid everybody and i was lucky i could buy groceries i don't have any money to go out and you were like oh no that is not acceptable and <laughs> you need to sit down and talk to me I'll, little did i know what i was getting into so was, um, we did eventually go to dinner. I think Joanne bought, and then she sat down and she she showed me this program she had called Price It Perfect Cost Control Solution, and and she and and thereafter my drivers who were getting the best paid drivers in the city and with the best benefits, you know, they were holding up the crosses as she walked in the door because they thought she was the devil. Um, I had a headache after the first day and threw her out after about but I didn't physically threw her. I said, I, I think you, you have to leave now. I I can't take much more of this. <laughs> It was less than three hours. You wanted me out the door. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, oh, because I'm just not uh, was not a numbers person. I had become a numbers person since then. It took me a long time, even after that, to get there. Um, for a long time, I, you were dragging me, kicking and screaming. You know, you got to your numbers. You got to do this. You got that. Well, you know, social media numbers and all that. I do know that, but the, the, you know, and I, I and I knew that as soon as I started that that was a number based thing. I just couldn't get this numbers based thing in the business, you know. So I was making all this money, but not keeping any of it. Was the bottom line was I, I I looked successful to the outside world, but I was starving, and uh, you helped uh, you helped me out with that tremendously. Thank you. And, and you know, when you were talking about that, that is something that all small business owners need to learn, uh, and also women. Women have historically tried to stay away from numbers, and we really have to know that. And, and it's not difficult. And that that learning more about numbers, I mean, this uh, really came from, we wrote a workbook, Steps to Owning Your Own Successful Business, for classes that we taught um at um, community college at uh, Penn State and at um, Carlo and was used somewhere uh, at other organizations. And that workbook, which my business partner really was systematic and learning and stepping up, um, outlining the steps that needs to be to do a business, to launch a business, to have a full business plan, uh, Jim Martin wrote that with, with my help uh, and another person, and we um, used that workbook and those tactics that he developed uh, for years, and then we took that uh, particular section that he had developed on pricing, on how to do pricing, and merged it into our uh, Price It Perfect um, cost analysis software. So I had to learn numbers. Um, I was the kid that bargained her way out of the algebra class because uh, <laughs> my algebra teacher looked at me and said, you aren't coming back, are you? And I said, 
I can't leave unless I have at least a C. Oh, my goodness. And he says, well, I can give you a D. I says, no, my mother will send me back. And he looked at me so, and he says, so, Missing one there a little bit, and he says, "So if I give you a C, I will never see you again." <laughs> I said, "That's right." <laughs> you know what they say though that 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 the that the uh, the A students are often working for the C students. So you've done very well since that's for sure. Uh, you know, uh, interesting enough, um, for a while I was so excited about this price of perfect that I got out and sold the program for you, and it was really funny because. Uh, Jim Martin so so patiently sat down and showed me how to work it so that I could demonstrate it to people. And I said, Jim, this doesn't make any sense. And he said, oh, you'll get it as you go along. I said, no, this, I don't even remember what it was now, but I said, this doesn't make any sense to me. In my head, I'm figuring this out. This doesn't make any sense. From what you just taught me, this doesn't make any sense. And he said, damn. He said, there's a little slight anomaly here. And he said, "Oh, we'll fix that." And <laughs> he just got right in there and 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 fixed it. And then went back again. He said, "Is it okay now?" I said, "Yeah, it's perfect." What what what'd you do? He said, "Oh, I just fixed it. You just fixed the program right in front of me." I I was just uh, as the old fashioned term nobody used anymore, nonplussed. I I couldn't I could. That's my word when I I can't when I just can't say anything else. That I was I found that absolutely amazing. He just got right in there and and reprogrammed up a formula, and boom, it was done. It's amazing. Right. So we've been blessed. We've done a lot of uh, cost analysis, and that has led me to doing um, assignments to find out what's wrong with companies, why they may be making a lot of money, but they're, they're, you know, at, at the end of the day, the owner's not taking any money out or they can't pay all their bills and their taxes are not being paid because they're using their immediate cash flow to keep things going. So we've had a lot of different um, assignments like that, and one of them um, led me to start to be able to, I knew the company was good. I knew um, that we had worked with them. I had done a lot of marketing with them. In fact, it increased their sales from 750000 to $2.3 million in 18 months, while it was great, it was a tremendous uh, strain on the resources. And um, my the client I was working for, he needed more working capital, and he'd just go into the banker and yell at the banker, uh, which does not make your banker want to help you at all. So he was so stressed that he was doing all the wrong things. So I thought, okay, this is a marketing program. I know this company's well. I know we have won national awards for design. I you know, helped um, put packages together to do that. Um, and we were in national magazines and everything for our, our uh, design build concepts and work. So I start looking at getting money for clients as a marketing problem and making a match. And I got him money, and we got out of trouble, and we were able to, um, you know, the company to, to grow uh, healthily, and, uh, and yeah, a number of good things happened out of that. But once you start getting people money, you know, people start hearing about it, and the next thing I know, I did not plan to be going out and getting money or solving that kind of problems because I love the marketing end, and I also was doing a lot of human relations training at the time. But I found that I was very good at money. And 
<laughs> I look at it like that's my client's money. Now you give it to me. <laughs> so, sure. And, I, and part part of the, the your success later on uh, has been this price of perfect because you can make projections and the bankers know how they're going to get paid. So, right. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Right. And, and, and that's been a really this, the bankers love this program. Uh, right. And we and you're right because we can tell people down to the minute if need be what it costs them to open their doors what they have to sell their product or service at. Um, we had a flock of chocolates in Erie. They were I a love client. the story about the chocolate, not what it costs to make one little piece of chocolate. I love this story. Right. We can tell down to, we could tell down to the piece of chocolate and the paper in the box what it cost. So that um Herky could uh, do um a number of um as you're dealing with ingredients, when you're dealing with a food company, you're dealing with costs that go up and down and often rapidly. So he could make adjustments and make decisions on when to rise, raise the price and when to not. So that was a very successful engagement and left a very happy customer. He's since sold the company uh, and he's happy and he's doing other things. But, you know, and he was very happy that we enabled him to position and he had 60 employees at that time. So that was a that that's good to see to be able to help people uh, to co- accomplish their dreams and move on to the next thing. Uh, we're working with um, we worked with McGinnis sisters from the transition from the first generation Elwood McGinnis to the second generation to now they're going into the third generation and it's good to see our clients uh, grow and expand and. Make those difficult and leaps. And the longevity into- of the business. That, I mean, the longevity of some of the businesses you're dealing with are amazing, Joe. So, okay. So, I'm gonna. I, you know, we're gonna do this. Uh, you're you're getting to coming down to time here. We should talk about what you're gonna do on the show because this has been a wonderful conversation. A lot of people don't know all these things about you, but this talkathon and it puts me in mind of you talk about people wherever you go. You talk about people you don't even know. Well, you don't talk too much, but you're gonna be on the show with other guests for four hours. What are some of the things that people might anticipate hearing on the show? Well, what we're going to do is definitely uh, ask some of our clients to come back and share their stories. Uh, Many of our clients have won awards and recognition for their achievements uh, in their company and as individuals, so we're going to be asking them that. We're going to have some other resources available. National National Small Business Administration, several National Small Business Administration award winners because you wrote their profiles. One of them was me. Right, which includes you. So we've had the um, Small Business Person of the Year for the state. We've had the Veteran Advocate of the Year. We've had a number of people for uh, been recognized not only by the Small Business Administration but a number of organizations for their excellence. That's your business blue ribbon profiles where you write actually write. So if you, I mean, I think the last day was – this week to for the Small Business Administration awards, but you know there's next year, so they should get to call you. For right. Well, a lot of my clients have just won awards, um, and I've written about them, but they've been my clients, and then they, we've, um, like Grace Robinson, we've positioned them for success, and then that um, the awards came as part of the positioning. Uh, other ones. Um, have um, done um, tremendous things that uh, Clayton Kendall, Regina Brody, 
she, I, you know, I met her through NABO, and she has grown an amazing company, and uh, so proud to be associated with her and see, you know, what she's done. So we're going to have people like that on. Again, we'll have resources, we'll have tips, we'll have, uh, we'll have as much as we can to squeeze in and in, in uh, four yes. hours and tell you what's going on. Of and you're going to answer on questions there. from people, advanced questions, if they send them to you. Sure, sure. And, and in fact, we're going to be sending out invitations to people. You know, uh, get on board, come in, and you know, tell us, you know, how we've, um, uh, how we've impacted you, how things have changed. I mean, you know, we started in '75. This was, you know, before all the social media, and this was, you know, as people were putting their toes and 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 in the water of computers, and, women were and just we've been there doing it. And when women were just, when was HR fifty fifty? That would just had a forty year anniversary, didn't it? Oh, HR fifty fifty wasn't passed in nineteen ninety, which okay. really gave women yeah. acknowledgement of. Uh, it's been a fight and a battle to try to even recognize women business owners. Uh, that that's a whole show within itself. How women business owners, as far as the government said, we didn't exist. So if you don't exist, you have no clout. You have no one paying attention to you, and you certainly don't have anybody trying to encourage you to grow or help you. So. We've been through there, done it, uh, met uh, presidents, have done all kinds of different things. And I, I'm proud to be part of that and to have met so many great people. So we'll be talking about that and trying to get on as many well-wishers and people who have stories to tell that we can. And again, you know, you'll be co-hosting with me. So um, that should be a lot of fun. So that's what we're going to do. And, you know, before we wrap up, I did promise people because out of my own experience, and sometimes my own stupidity and bullheadedness, I have made mistakes. And a lot of those mistakes could be avoided, and I'll be sharing them. But today I had promised people about tips on uh, preparation for bad weather because depending on where you're at, you may have you know tidal waves and two feet of snow. Or here in Pittsburgh we have the threat of anywhere from <laughs> 1 to 12 inches, so depending on where you're at. And one of the things that most people do is is not prepare. And I was going over my emergency list, and the thing that stood out to me is that simple things like, okay, do you know where your insurance policy is? Because do you know what you're covered? Is your insurance paid? You know, a lot of times we play with it. Well, if you have a claim and you're, you know, and you're in, you have made <laughs> the policy in time. There's a reason for them not. Uh, to to make a claim. Are you insured correctly? Do you have everything in your office? Have you taken pictures of what you have in the office? I have had clients that um, have had floods. I was in their their building, retail shop, 10 minutes before the flood hit during Ivan, and I know you went through this. And I said, Marsha, I have never seen water coming down the streets like it has been and you have that stream about 100 yards behind her. I said, aren't you concerned? She's always never flooded in my 25 years of being in business. I left, and within 10 minutes, my client was running for her life. Water had come down and flowed over the uh, banks, and the people in that whole valley were up on top of their roofs, going from roof to roof, trying to get away from the water. It was a real harrowing experience. 
I lost so my limousine look- business in that in that uh, in, yes. in that flood. And I was I was in Baltimore driving for ESPN and drove back uh, in the aftermath of that. Believe me, I I you know, and the people with businesses when I I didn't have a limousine, so I I went the next day and uh, and volunteered over in Carnegie, and it was just it was it was uh, earth shattering as people. And the business owners and people that, that lost their homes and things, and it was just, uh, I came back, it was like being in the DMZ. I, 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 I couldn't even, I came back and cried myself to sleep. Of course, I went back the next day and, and helped again because I couldn't work. I had no, I had no limousines, <laughs> you know. Right, right. And, and you were fortunate, too, in that um, that was um, a major thing that, um you went through. So there's a lot of different things. Oh, I so I ask people insur- check their insurance policy, make sure that you also have um, batteries, backups, backups on your computers. Make sure that every electrical device known to mankind that you've got in your house is backed up. Please make sure you have those computer backup uh, batteries charged. I have a, several of them running around here being plugged into every computer I have. Uh, Make sure that any valuable properties that you have are in, um, you have backup copies. You've got to have backup copies, a safety uh, deposit box. And uh, had a client who had a fire, and that was a mess. Had another one that got hit with an electrical uh, storm, and everything was wiped out. so you can use technology for that too. You know, uh, right now there is a program called Carbonite, and I use it, and I have been saved twice. I have a lot of stuff on my computer from the computers before this and before that, and uh, I have Carbonite. And as soon as you put those files on it, they're backed up, and you can access this from access them from anywhere. And they have a they have a special right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, they give you a twenty dollar gift card when you sign up. So. Um, while you're uh, sitting here, uh, you know, after you stock in, maybe get online and get that carbonite, uh, get that carbonite, uh, C-A-R-B-O-N-I-T-E. Uh, and the other thing you can do is you can take pictures of all of your documents now. That's right. Modern That's what I was recommending. And store them. It, it's, yeah. It's crucial, but it's also crucial to have it off-site because if you, like uh, my client who never believed that there would be five feet of water in her shop and she's running for her life, um, fortunately she had papers off-site because most of the stuff that was just wiped out, it was a mess. Uh, Also, please make sure you have lists of um, your employees and their emergency numbers, their cell phone numbers, their emergency contact numbers. Uh, make sure your employees have uh, contact numbers of your plumber, your uh, electrician, the man who shovels the uh, uh, the parking lot. Those things are very important. When you think about if something happens to you and other people don't have resources, uh, the business is, is, is stuck. And I did have a client um, go skydiving and crash, and that was a mess, fortunately, we were able to come in and retrieve, but it was it was a lot more difficult than it should have been. So these are the kind of things that I like people to think about, like what would happen 
if I didn't have this information? And how can I protect this information besides the carbonite? How can I have it in another location? Who can I have in my company or business associates who can also step in for me? Review the insurance policies. Make sure that you're insured correctly. And if you take pictures of stuff, that I'm, you know, I, I, you add stuff and you don't even think of the value. And most of the times people don't even update their stuff with their insurance company so that when they're making a claim, the insurance company has said, you didn't have this uh, 19, you know, this 2018 truck listed, whatever. You know, that happens. So those things are very important. Also be aware if, if um, disaster does hit, you get to your insurance companies as soon as possible and that there will be emergency programs if you're a, through the Small Business Administration that can help you. So those are the kind of things. I do have a post on that further, a whole check checklist. Oh, please, if you have elderly parents, make sure they have their prescriptions. Nothing worse and having medication that they must have and they can't, you can't get to them and they can't get to you. That can create a life-threatening situation. That's, that's the type of things, um, making sure there's enough food in the house. And I'm talking food that um, you can eat if the power and the electricity go up. Also, a manual can opener. Right, Jay? You know, if you don't have yeah. a manual can <laughs> So... Manual can openers save a lot. <laughs> You're hungry, you can open that. And then, you know, if it's cold, I always have a chest outside ready to go because if I lose my freezer and that's happened, I can put my stuff in the, the chest outside. You know, a couple styrofoam chests, I've learned that the hard way because we've been, had at least two situations where for two weeks we were without electricity. And I lasted pretty well because I had been prepared. But we also had a fire, and that was uh, very uh, serious. And, and no one, nothing really prepares you for a fire. So uh, unless you have stuff backed up, and, and we were fortunate we had a lot of people who helped. So those are some of the tips. I know we're running out of time. I really want to thank you for what you taking your time and all of the different things that you do to, to help me promote our 40th anniversary. Well, it'll be an exciting time. What's the date again? Uh, February 19th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Tune in, talk, listen, learn, prosper with us, and, and have a lot of fun as we reminisce and bring people in who are friends and family and uh, resources for you. And so, and, and you, know, you, can, you, can, you can send Joanne any questions you want her to ask in advance through her email, which is? EmpressOfBiz at gmail.com. EmpressOfBiz at gmail.com. You also post them on her Facebook page, The Empress of Biz. Joanne, when you do your 40th anniversary show, could you answer this question for me? She'll right. mention your name and answer your question in between her interviews. Well, we're looking forward to that. I mean, we have 40 years of experiences of that, uh, you know, like I say, it um, hasn't been a bed of roses. Some of these experiences you wish you never had, but you had them. So um, my task is to pass them on and say, okay, don't do that. Do this, please. So, And again, I want to thank you for, you know, what a coach you have been for me um, 
getting me up to the social media because we know Nano Granny can do a lot of different <laughs> can push a lot of different buttons and go, what'd I do? Well, I'll tell you, you've surpassed me on that Facebook joke because you post religiously. I post business stuff. I rarely post anything personal on there. And, uh, of course, I've got four or five uh, Facebook pages. But uh, you you, uh, you have uh, certainly dug in there and, and uh, learned a lot. And I noticed you uh, responded to one of my posts on Google Plus the other day. I was very proud of you. <laughs> we learned. Really proud of you on that one. I'm not even sure I know. I know how to do that. <laughs> I'm always posting like a bunch of views, but I don't. I don't know if I know how to respond. <laughs> you never know what you're doing, you know. <laughs> so I push a button. <laughs> so that's your, that's your show for today, Joe. This is a this has been a great uh, welcome back show, and uh, looking forward to many more. Uh, you're going to do them again on uh, what what times will your interim shows be? You're back to I will be doing uh, on Thursday at 9 a.m. Um, we'll be doing them, um, mm, probably we'll be doing them on Wednesdays because um, I did have a car accident mm, and we are in physical therapy. <laughs> uh, me and the ice did not get along, so we're in physical therapy. So we're going to move to Wednesdays. Well, here's a quick way to figure out when Joanne's on the air because, you know, as life happens, we're both, Joanne and I are both busy. I tell my listeners to do this also. Just click on, if you're listening on TalkShoe or if you're listening on iTunes or wherever you're listening, click on the subscribe button. And then every time Joanne sends out an invite, you will get an invite to come into the show and you'll know when she's done one. If you can't listen live, you can listen later. Right. And we post a lot on Facebook and let people know. So, you know, please go on Empress of Biz and and like... um, what we're doing, and also SI Business Associates. And once I figure out how to merge the pages, they're all going to go under Empress of Biz. That I haven't figured out yet, Techno Granny. Oh, I, I just learned how to do that, so I'll help you with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that and joining PDFs together. Every day is a new challenge, right? Right, uh, so, right. So uh, this has uh, been uh, Joanne Forrester, the uh, Empress of Biz. And uh, the copyrights are to Joanne Forrester. Let's see, uh, for five years now, so that's 2010 to 2016. All rights reserved. Additional information at EmpressOfBiz.com. Thank you.